This episode of Echoes in the Bones is brought to you by the Institute of Cultural Policy and Innovation, ICPI. ICPI, providing services in business development and coaching. ICPI, leaders in online training in event planning and intellectual property. Visit our website today at www.icpi-ja.com. Welcome to another episode of Echoes in the Bones. My name is Dennis Howard, and I have a very special guest today. His name is Dr. Leakim Simaj, a fortisan, a brilliant psychologist, a journalist, a sound system operator, an entertainment analyst, a cultural analyst, you name it, because guess what? You know it's from KC. So ah. it's going to be one of those persons who is multi-talented. But today we are going to be talking primarily about a particular thing, which is he's a published author and it's, he has published a very fascinating book, especially for people like me, you know, that's called The Best is Yet to Come. Leah Kim, welcome. How you doing? I'm very honored to be here, my brother. Absolutely. All right. So listen now. Tell us about the best is is yet to come. I I love for you to to talk about it instead of me introducing it. Let me put it in context. You know, as a psychologist, I've always been interested in this lifespan development, the totality of your life. But you realize that we know the most about child development. We know probably a little bit about adolescence. But in terms of what happens to adult, is that interesting? You spend more time as an adult than as a child. <laughs> But enough effort is not put into it so that I've always been interested in myself in what happens, how you navigate through that path, right? Next, for many years now, I have seen this thing called retirement. And I started to analyze it. And I realized that it's a gimmick. What do I mean by that? Retirement goes back to about 1889, thereabouts. In Germany, Bismarck introduced the first concept of retirement. But if you check the demographic history and the, everything about the world, you know, my brother, in that time, the average life expectancy in a developed country was between 40 and 50 years. Roughly 45 to 48 years. And only about 3% of population reached age 65. So retirement was never intended to work. It was just a setup that, well, the young man, when you get to 65, will be a something. But the vast majority of people had no chance of ever getting there. No, it worked as a, about 1935, the United States started their version of it. Huh? So the world started to catch on. But then you start to realize now that it is not working for most people from the standpoint that as life expectancy increased, we are now living on the average 20 years past the so-called retirement. So even with those who have money to retire, there's a long period of time that people are now, and we haven't figured, worked out how do you manage that period of your life. So that's where I started, that there's this vast period of life that we haven't really mapped out. 
Now, the other thing now, this thing called, I am now 72. In fact, today I turned 72. Congrats, man. I was born 1951, August 17th, Marcus Garvey birthday. So that we are on with, right? And as I got older, I got stronger. I got better because I focused on, on fitness. You know, like if, you can't, if you don't take care of your body, where are you going to live? Hmm? So then I start to realize now that this whole process, we talk about saving money for retirement, but most people will never have enough because in terms of, except for very few people, but the bigger issue, that life, how are you going to live for that period of life after work where you've, 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 everything was about work, 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 the children grown and gone. How do you manage it? So I started mapping it out. And then the first thing I, I, I came to understand that I consider life has four legs to it, just like a relay. And what I call, what other people call retirement now, I call it the anchor leg. No, boss, the anchor leg is supposed to be the strongest leg. You know, and I have a problem with the word old age. If you look at the word old age, everything in the old age, every connotation is something negative. Pop down, decrepit. Me not in that with them. I don't, I, don't, I don't deal with that word at all because I think you have the option to sage, not just age. So then I, I looked at four legs. Leg number one. Reasonable would not be childhood. You know, going to school, your parents accept you and all of that in terms of how your life focus or trying to figure out how things work and so on. That's the first part. You know? Your early socialization. How you're set up and all of that. The things you're guided with. Probably take it out in, in, through high school. No, by the time you call, pass, go to college now, because whether you go to college formally or not, leg two is your education and professional development. Reasonable? Yeah. So if it's if it's if it's university you go, it is during that time period that you're in university and so on. And if you come to university, you're still honing your talent and trying to build up. Leg your training and my daughter my second daughter she's a supreme court judge in new york and i heard her on an interview she says that in your 20s and 30s you're supposed to be grinding hmm? if you don't grind during that time it's in your 60s you have to be grinding because so when she was in law school she was working full-time she lived in the bronx her school was in brooklyn no, her school is in Queens, but she worked in Brooklyn. So she leave home 7 o'clock in the morning of us. she get bus and train and everything. It's not before 10 o'clock at night she reach back home. But that's how you pay the price during leg two. And just think about it, even the relay bus. Leg two, that back leg, is the longest leg in the relay, you know. That people realize it's the longest leg. You can make it the longest leg by taking the baton early and hand it off as late as possible. But it's a straight. So you put your you put your your fastest person on leg two. Leg three, that's the curve. That's the curve. Well, that's when you're raising your family and charting your career path. So you're going through, you're under pressure, you know, because you know you're under pressure, you have pay for the house and the children are grow and all of that. But by the end of leg three now, in fact, we can call leg three adulting. Hmm? 
anchor leg now. This is where you know you have to start to secure your legacy. What has your life been about? What can you confirm that you spent your time here on earth? How are you going to live? How are you going to, you know, again, in the relay, you want to run through the tape. Can you imagine a race, man, and the person doing, the team doing well, anchor, first leg, second leg, third leg, and you hand off the, the, the anchor leg and the man a walk. <laughs> Look how many times you see, like a man like Bolt, it doesn't matter where him get the baton in anchor leg, guess what? He might go win, right? Now, that is the vision. That is the perspective I'm coming to discuss. That's why I said the best is yet to come. And I do believe if we program ourselves and our start seeing it as that best leg, how do you prepare for it? Because you're on your own. Uh, listen, I tell people, I do a lot of counseling for persons who are entering anchor leg. And they, they say, look, you're going to save your life and you're going to save your marriage. One of the biggest things happening now globally, you know, Dennis, is it called gray divorce. Gray divorce, meaning people over 60 filing for divorce. It almost sounds silly, but just think about it. Everybody going to work and a bam, 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 but they reach retirement now. You are stuck with each other in the house 24 hours a day. You, you have built a life living without the person and all of that, but now... And most great divorce are initiated by women. No, man, we can't buy another man anymore, you know. Men are now 65. They have another 20 years. No, we can't take 20 more years with him. Because all him do is this and that and that and that. And people start saying, listen, I want to make something of my life. So that's my perspective now. We have to prepare for to making this the best leg of your life. And it can be the best leg because you're wiser. You understand things, you have created that path, and you have to find a way to make it work. Because the alternative, in terms of Erickson and Carl Jung, they both talk about what happens as you age. And that final stage of man that Erickson talk about, you talk about somebody who is either a wise old person. Now, you know them kind of people. Eh? Mm. I think your, your father is like one of those people. Everybody in the community know them as a person can go to talk to. But on the other hand, you have something, some people they would call cantankerous old fart. Nobody know what to talk to them. them can't, you can't stand them. But it doesn't matter what education you have. You can get to that point of that wise old person. Now, if you add the physical part to it now, why this is important? The data is showing us, Dennis, that the number one drug to facilitate longevity is a drug called exercise. There's nothing that outperforms it. And when you commit yourself to exercise, your body loses between three and 8% of muscle mass every decade after 30. And it is easier to lose than to put it back. The number one cause of death for people over 60, believe it or not, is falls. The fall don't necessarily will drop down dead, you know, but the result of the fall the amount of things that happen because the body is frail. It takes months to recover from the broken hip. Months to recover from the So any kind of fall, the amount of things you can't do. So part of this whole packaging, as you get to the best, Peter Atiyah has a very wonderful construct where he talks about the, the centenarian Olympics 
or the centenarian the catalog. Think about it as a race. Think about the line, the last decade of your life. Or I would even say, think about the anchor leg. What are the things you would like to do in the anchor leg of your life? And you start preparing for them. You train for it. Now, I travel a lot, right? I was in Canada last week. Two weeks ago, I was in Jamaica. When I see the amount of people in the airport who cannot, who in a wheelchair, they can't even lift the luggage to put it in the overhead bin. Enough of the airport, them big in bus. And the amount of walking you have to do. You can't play with your grandchildren. So we're talking about you start. So my exercise program now is geared totally around that anchor, that the catalog. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. And, and trust me, somebody like myself really want to hear this kind of conversation because I'm in my 60s now. Mm. And people start talking about the, 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 the institutions that you work with are telling you that you are supposed to retire at 65. Yes. I, I, I personally don't think that way because I use the, an example of my father. My father is 80 and yes. he still don't retire yet. Exactly. You know, so I have a good example to follow and I, I have a kind of a blueprint. But what you're saying now gives body to that to that notion that you don't retire after 65 or 70. You are a, a living example of that, but you are nowhere near retirement. How do you pass on that kind of attitude to the majority of the people, especially the people who are in the working force and in the corporate world and even people who own their own business. And is it important for us to change that attitude, especially in Jamaica? Absolutely. Because if you don't, you're going to be in trouble. How I start, I start by giving people the whole analytics of all this. What are the stages of retirement? So you can, so can you deal with it? I was one of the workshops I did many years ago with this organization. I explained to people that there's a high death rate within two years of retirement. Two years after, you know why? A lot of people, their life start to fall apart because the job was your life. Your home, the first stage of retirement is called, you know, the, 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 the relaxation period, the holiday period. But after that, your home doing nothing, you start to get bored. Most of the phone call you get is from somebody, guess who's sick? Dennis, guess who dead last week? The activity you're taking part most in is going to funerals. And after a while, you really start getting depressed. Yeah, awesome. Yes, yes, yes. So if you don't counteract that now, you get into that draft with everything that starts pulling you down. Right? Now, one way you can say retirement now is that time period when you're doing that which you enjoy. But if you start with that from 40 or from 50 or from 60, you're in that phase already. Now, what happens to people who are in the conventional work world? The pre-retirement phase for them is when the boy they start planning for it and thinking for when they soon get them gold watch and so on. Now, early retirement, that's when, you know, you, you, again, you just start out and so on. But mid-retirement, that's when the problems start to kick in. Because you, you now start to you start to fall apart because you did not prepare for this phase of your life. You have all this time and nothing to do with it. So what starts to happen in this time? You start to experience loss, loss of routine, loss of identity. Nobody now calls you no more if asking nothing. 
there's a, a judge, Dennis, that I was working with some months ago. Senior judge, the man, in money can't do All right, so him not, him not a financial problem in retirement. But you know his biggest problem? He said, Doc, for the last 30 years of my life, every time I enter a room, what do they say? All rise. He said, no, when I come home, not even the dog stand up. Mm -hmm. Nobody don't, everybody wants to know the judge's opinion, the judge's opinion. Mm -hmm. But nobody want to know your opinion anymore. Yeah. It's like it don't exist anymore. The loss of, the loss of relationships. Most of your friends, them are dead off and so on, are uh, gone and so on. The loss of purpose. The loss of power. So a lot of people who are in retirement, they just start to get sucked down. So you have to prepare to, you have to counter that now. What do you do to start? Divorce is one of the biggest things. And even some don't fall divorce, but they start, you, you must know some people, Dennis, who you see them in public. They're Mr. and Mrs. so-and-so. But when they're going at the house, strangers. It's just for public, you know, that them still carry on the, the charade. Yeah. But you know, the loss of decline, then you start to decline physically because you know you weren't exercising and the body starts all the problems of cognitive decline and physical decline start to kick in. Now, if you do not press reset and reinvent and rewire yourself, the decline just goes straight downhill. So the point I'm making is to help people to understand the process. Just like where we started the relay race, you realize what do you, how do you run the first leg? Everybody knows you run the first leg. How do you run the second leg? Now it's that third. What happens on the fourth leg of life? We're not showing people enough on it so they don't plan for it. Mm. At best, they may have some money saved, but the money can't help you if the body not working and the mind not working. Right? So the whole notion, first of all, number one, you get that body working because you're going to be losing muscle mass between 3 and 8% by the time you itch 30. I go to the gym four times a week. Three times a week, I do a 5K on the road. So that's part, that's your best retirement savings. Fitness. That's your gym fee costs less than hospitalization. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Why you have, no, but either either must go gym. You can so the whole notion, what do you do to prepare yourself? You do it, it's the best period of your life. Because first of all, chances are your house pay for. The children, you've done your child rearing business, so you're done with them. You know, the parents, grandchildren have options, you know, grandparents have options, you know. go to your father, go to your yeah. mother. <laughs> you can enjoy the children, you can spoil them, and yeah. then send them to their mother, right? But then you have to all the ideas. Some years ago, I was doing a workshop for some pre-retirement people in the public service, and they had a list of all the things they want from the government and want from the government. Said, Hold on, government can't even afford to fund preschool, and who no one? Retired persons are another process of our potential prosperity in any country. Why do I call it? I call it the tried and proven. You have worked up until 65, the amount of knowledge you have. And especially, you didn't have a chance to test these things. You have the knowledge now to put it into business. So how do you tap into that, uh, Leah Kim? 
people like myself and you, we are over 60 and we have a wealth of knowledge. How does the society tap into it? Because most people and most young people will tell us that we are past our prime and we are irrelevant and the system encourages that kind of a behavior. This is not to say that a lot of people don't come to us the same way, you know, but in general, how does the, 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 the national consciousness reach to the point where it starts to, to tap into this wealth of information and, and knowledge and wisdom? I'm glad you raised the word wisdom. We got trapped into it because it just, just take, for example, Jamaica. Look at Jamaican media. How everything, well, you, not, you and I can talk about this personally because we have been, we have produced shows, we have hosted shows. But if you look at how the media now believes that everybody is supposed to be in their 20s, how many shows are there that are targeting people who are 40s and 50s and 60s and more? I spoke with that, let's not even mention the name of the station, a TV station, and I explained to them that a, a show that targets people 60 and over, first of all, it's the largest growing demographic in the society and have the most money to spend. Hmm? But most of our show and programming is aired at people in their 20s. Yeah. Most of them don't have the money to spend. Mm -hmm. So that, first of all, the society has to reshift to realize and stop making it look like old, quote-unquote, old people done and mash up. In almost every company, what is the average age of the board? And they're all baby boomers and people who are over 60. They're making the decisions and have the money. But we keep this in them. On top of that, you know what I'm proposing? Change has to be led. It can be managed. Somebody has to now step in front and say, but hold a minute. I, I made a bold suggestion a year ago. That on taking that same NIS money, huh, which we're collecting it, and we don't know how to handle it, and giving people a $2,000 a week thing. What if somebody over 60 have an idea for a business? Oh, by the way, the average age for a Nobel laureate is 72. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And Another point, a key point, Leakim. Most people become millionaires in their 60s. Exactly, exactly. People who start business in their 60s are the most successful, followed by 50s. The people who are least successful will start business in their 20s. Now, yes, we know about the Mark Zuckerbergs and so on, but those are the, the exceptions. Outliers. The outliers. So here's what I'm saying now. What if that same NIS money in Jamaica, people 60 and over, could take a business plan and apply now, you know that ideas and business plan are two different things. You can have a great idea, but it's an awful business plan. And what if we gave grants to persons 60 and over with all this knowledge? Now, part of what you have to do, you build a business and you employ slash mentor two young people. It's the time. All the money now we're trying to give to young people to start business. They have no work experience. They have no knowledge. They have no track record. You give Dennis Howard a million dollars to start a business. Dennis Howard is over 60. 60, you should be coming from prison, not going to prison. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to eat the money. So that's one of the ways in which the society has to now start to value wisdom and experience and put it to work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, Leakim. So listen, 
Um, give me some more details as to what is outlined in the book without because I want people to really, especially my generation and, and older, yeah, really, you know, tap into this, you know, serious okay. wealth of, of, of information and knowledge that can help us, all of us. First of all, after that detail thing, the whole impact of loss and change. When people start to just feeling lost, people start, well, when I was young, I used to, and I could have, and I used to. You know what I pride myself on, boss? I have two sons. One is 40, other one is, you know, 27. When I go to the gym, I, I love to invite them to the gym with me. Boss, them can't keep up. All right? And that's why I pride myself on that. Mm. And I'm not, I not letting go of that position. They must come catch me. Without doing bench press or leg press or so on, I mean that, right? So that's how you have to deal with. How do you counter the physical changes after 60? A lot of people don't, nobody taught, taught them how to do that. What do you do to compensate and counter the physical change? What about the cognitive decline that can take place? How do you counter it? By keeping the brain active, by doing crossword puzzles, by reading the newspaper, by, huh? Do you understand that how many Jamaicans know, or people know that, as you age, one of the senses that declines fastest is your sense of taste. A lot of old people. I had a situation where I had to intervene because this old lady was, you know, telling her her daughter that the helper tried to poison her. So I had to, to explain to her, no, no, your taste buds are not working the way they used to. That's why you have a, you have a, you, you have an image in your mind what curry goat's supposed to taste like. But it's not tasting that way. So you figure somebody... So just for you to understand your taste buds. So you're mm -hmm. cooking for older people, you have to enhance the taste a lot differently so that they can... Huh? The physical and cognitive sexuality. Huh? Sexuality is something that is can be active and present for your entire of your life. So then you understand it may require more stimulation, more lubrication. You have to actively set out to do it. And how you how do you reset the, the, the attractiveness that you have for your partner? How do you start dating your partner again, having a date night? How do you? So you, you literally have to reset the whole process. Hmm? There's so some that, that's a critical thing because it's the, the sexual situation when it comes to man and woman, that this is the final final segment for, for the show. That's a critical thing. A lot of things that, that you talk about, that gray divorce. Yes. And part of that gray divorce is that women's body change dramatically quicker than men. And yes. they go through menopause, we go through andropause, but we don't even realize that we go through andropause sometimes. But physically, women are going through hot flashes dryness and all kind of thing it's traumatic it, it's it, traumatic yeah and, and and it's also very traumatic and a relationship if a man don't understand uh, ah and so he, you know he, he, that's the important thing we need i want you yes. to elaborate on. At, on because here you know what a man a senior man in society said to me at a party and joke so it's dark you have to understand you know why a man have to look for the young girl them say you know because you a old battery can't start a old car. So that's the justification. Mm. Eh? But guess what? The whole that's why so many older men now trying to get hook up with young girls 
because the added excitement and stimulation and so on. And that is what also leads to the great divorce. And that young girl just going milk him, take away money, take away everything from him because he's not prepared to take the time with his wife, his partner for all these years because she's now 50 and 60 and 70. But it's that same beautiful woman that you've that you known that have raised your children. So the idea that you need a new battery to start the whole care, this relearning has to take place. Yeah. And we have to have those kind of conversations. But what about the women? And with women. What about the women who are going up through some real psychological issues? And so it becomes a big turnoff for the man. And sometimes there's not enough communication between the two to understand where everybody's coming from. Boy, you, you, my wife don't want me to touch her. Months pass, some of them get a little thing. And when I try all her up, she's not interested in that. But it's because of the issues that she's facing. And she probably don't even have the, 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 the ability to communicate and say, hey, this is what is happening, why I'm behaving this way. Your ego start get bruised and all of them stuff there. How do we counter that? You know, you said the, the, the critical word is communication. Because if you if the communication broke down earlier, it's not going to get better now. I came across a construct recently that you should have a state of the relationship uh, discussion at least once a month. A summit. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. And what, what the author said, don't keep it in the bedroom because, you know, you know it must not be... It, it's an independent... It's around the dining table in the living yeah. room. You go for a walk. And you honestly express what's working, what's not working, what you need to do differently. Because sometimes the communication broke down 20 years ago, you know. Yeah. What you're saying, you know what I've been noticing now, since I understand these things and so on, I was in the airport lounge in Kingston a couple of weeks ago. The place, air conditioning, you know, right? And a woman was at her computer, you said, hold a woman, and then she took out a little portable fan and put it on the yeah. I just smiled to myself, you know? I said, and because you understand, yeah. 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 She's going through hot flashes. Yeah. And so even with the AC not helping, so she had her own. I was at another function the other day, and I saw a woman with her own portable fan walking with. So that it's because I understand these things, I know. But if yeah. a man doesn't understand, she can't tell the man. All yeah. of a sudden, her body turned cold. Yeah. And next thing, she's sweating like a pig. And it's a really distressing kind of situation and all of that, and the dryness that she's experiencing and so on. But what about the men also who are suffering from ED and have issues with prostate and all kind of different issues that, that also come up? That's another Absolutely. thing, you know, because, because it's not just the women that go through the changes that, that cause the breakdown in a relationship. But absolutely. Now, again, we have to start encouraging the men in terms of getting physical examination regularly, get the prostate. Digital rectal exam is the most direct method. method. And by the way, the reality is that you live long enough, you have a prostate problem. But guess what? Die with pro prostate problem. Not from prostate problem. You get me? Yeah. It can be contained and it can control the medication mm -hmm. that will reduce the prostate. Huh? 
they start having things like kidney stone problems. I mean, I have discovered some techniques and so on around those things. I don't even want to talk about them publicly because I'm not a medical doctor, but I have developed some things that work for us. Yeah. But, you know, and, but you have to explain to your partner, your partner can help you with it too. So you see, we'll come back to that word, communication. So some people try to work around, I wonder what it's like for a woman in her 50s and 60s, going into a new relationship, right? there's dating and so on. This man you just met, and the first time you're going out with him, as, as him come to pick you up, a, a cold sweat starts to go over your son and start, or you're out and you just start, how do you explain it to the man? If you didn't before, the man don't understand these things. What? So, so you understand why so many things can break down. But just on that sexuality part alone, so some people just give up. And that part of them life close off unnecessarily, un unnaturally. Yeah. But it is the explanation to understand the techniques and the technology and the capacity we have to adjust. Yeah. The most exciting part of your life, my brother. I'm going to spend the last three minutes of our conversation on a very important thing. You mentioned it a couple of times, but the issue of finances. You made you made an important point that this, apart from very rich people, you're not going to have enough money into retirement. How do you deal with that? Because uh -huh. people get get scared about it, enough because you might have some investments. But when you look at what you have, you might even have a 10, 30 million dollars in investments and savings. But you only you, you, you just reach 60 and then you're thinking about another 20 years and you look at that inflation and the possibility to earn more income going forward. And then you start panic and say, but I don't have enough money. Make it uh, worse. You might not pay for your house yet. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, a number of things. It is a minority of people, and especially in our society, that that model of retirement that we have enough money put down. All right, so so that's out. We we out of that category completely. I recommend two things. One, you see, once your children are grown and gone, you have to downsize your living because that big house. You realize how many Jamaicans who are living in these big big house playing hide and seek. They build the house so the children will come and live with them. The children are coming back to Jamaica. So the five, six bedrooms you have and the way the house was built, you know. So chances are you need to downsize. Either if you can remodel the house, you can rent out a half of it or whatever you are, three quarter of it, so that it becomes a source of income. Or you can sell it and you buy a condo or a smaller townhouse and so on, something that's manageable, as opposed to one of the things that we don't have in Jamaica that other countries have reverse mortgages hmm? a reverse mortgage is a situation where the mortgage company technically buy your house and they pay you the mortgage for it over time but you live in the house the rest of your life so it's a reverse mortgage so at the end of the when you're, when you're dead it's theirs get the phone. them get it yeah them get it right yeah the other thing is that we talk about in the in the counseling session, encore career. Encore career. You know, encore after the performance, we come out of two more songs. So what do they used to do? You know, you, you used to be an accountant. You can do accountant from home now. You have a computer, you have software package, 
you start taking some business or some small business people and so on and things. <laughs> you used to be a teacher. You have some lessons for students come sit on your veranda. Fascinating stuff, Leah Kim. Unfortunately, we, we, we run out of time. But listen, we're going to have some more discussions because your, your, your knowledge is wide. And, and so we need to have some discussions about culture, technology, and business on this, on this, on this podcast. So I really want to thank you because you have enlightened me and I'm looking forward to delving into your book. And I suggest that everybody buy this book. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, please subscribe to the show and give us a five-star review and even drop us a comment if something really stood out to you.